Hello, we've saved you a seat. Welcome to Train Station at 8, a video game music podcast. I'm your host, Brian. You can't see me waving, but I am. This is episode 31. Um, we are actually going through a series right now where we're doing a different song from World of Warcraft every week, but we're taking a break from that today because we have a guest on who want, who has a time-sensitive event he wants to talk about. So we're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and put this in here instead of continuing our WoW series and get back to that next week. So the song we're going to be talking about today is the title theme from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, which is an amazing pick that our guest chose. Uh, and perhaps the only song that would be worth taking a break from World of Warcraft <laughs> to hear. <laughs> that is right, my brother and venerable co-host Steven. Hey! Um, who do we have with us today? Why, it is Thomas Spargo, a, a friend whom we've just now recently met, um, and I'm very excited to have on the show. So, Thomas, uh, could you maybe introduce yourself to the listeners and let them know what you're all about? Yeah, I'm Thomas Spargo. I am the founder of Gamers Rhapsody, which is a video game media convention in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we're having yeah. that on November 15th through 16th. That is super cool. Um I've never been to Minnesota, but this is definitely the first thing that has tempted me to go there. I was looking at some of the um, the guests you're going to have and some of the exhibits and stuff. It's actually looking really cool. You've got people like Jake Kaufman and Dale North oh, wow, and yeah. a bunch of other neat people, too. So that sounds like a ton of fun. We have to mention Jake Kaufman at least once every episode, actually. So. Yes. It's the code of honor. Exactly. He is just that good. Uh, yeah. So that's, so that's exciting. Cool. So here's my question. What, what made you want to go with? Wind Waker is your pick. Well, I am a huge Legend of Zelda fan. And in fact, even though you can't see it, I'm wearing a Zelda t-shirt from the Symphony of the Goddesses tour. I am too, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we match today. I'm just wearing a Star Wars shirt. I'm the lame one right now. Party pooper. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's definitely one of my favorite themes. Of course, I have many themes that I like from the series, but, uh, I don't know. It has something special to it that I just really enjoy. Yeah, I, I, the whole Zelda series kind of has that for me, but Wind Waker took it to a different level. It's funny, the first time I heard it, I didn't love it that much, uh-huh. but over over the years, I have just grown to just be obsessed so, with it. But anyway, I won't get yeah. into all of that. That's coming later. I'm sorry, host. When you're talking about uh, Minnesota, Stephen, is Carl and Will Brueggemann are from Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. So they should be That's attending really cool. that because they do a video game music podcast as well. Uh, and Thomas, have you have you heard of the Mercado Bros by chance? Yeah, I have. I believe they're actually doing a panel with Tim Turry and Emily Reed. Oh, right. oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> they didn't tell us about that. that. Neat. Man, we got to go next year. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is good stuff. I would love to meet them. We've, we've had them on the show before and they are. Yeah, they are amazing yeah. guests. So that's, that's super so cool. cool. Uh, Seems like every time we talk to someone else, we're like, you know so-and-so, we know so-and-so. The small world. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, before we go into our uh, talk talk about the song, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been listening to recently in a segment mm-hmm. called What Have You Been Listening To? We need a new right. name for this, by the way, Stephen. Yeah, you're rolling right. <laughs> um, Stephen, you got anything? I know we just recorded an episode yesterday. But yeah, uh, recording schedules have been nuts. Yeah. We've been doing a bunch in a row. So there's not like a bunch of new music to talk about. Jeez, uh-huh. um, I don't know if I've been listening to anything different since the last time we talked. Uh, 
Songs of Innocence is still unplayed in my iTunes library. Um, Remind me what that is. The U2 music that I can't, that uh, just got put there automatically. (laughs) Uh, So that's there. Um, Man, I don't know. It's just been like shuffling a bunch of my high-rated musics. Yeah, I started Um, listening to, oh, I need to find the exact name of it, uh, Carl Brueggemann's Kirby album, which I talked about in our last recording but oh, i not you started listening it. to yet um yes i mean i haven't gotten super far into it yet my favorite um my favorite song is still uh the one he previewed so far which was i think the first like level song yeah i can't remember the exact name and i could bring it up right now but i don't want a bunch of typing to come through on my microphone so i'll look that up okay. later um but yeah it it's super good so far and i look forward to listening to more that, okay, yeah, that 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 sounds like a bunch of fun. I need to catch up with the Mark Harder Bros, actually. Yeah, I started yeah. to listen to Child of the Chozo as well, which was Will's Metroid album he put out. Yeah. That Yeah, we talked about about that in the future, I think. This is we a did, really, yeah, in the recording. A really weird. It's going to be um, released like five weeks from now or something, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a cool album. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say music-wise. Sorry, I just yeah, talked yeah. about everything last time. Let's let's throw it over to Thomas. What have you been listening to? Uh, what haven't I been listening to? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I've been... There's all sorts... But I don't know. I've had different video game music radio stations that I've been listening to. So it's been oh, okay. kind of a, a mix of things uh, in that spectrum. I will have to say Lindsey Sterling... Uh, Shattered Me has been on my playlist quite a bit too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great. That's a phenomenal album. Yeah. Yeah, we were lucky enough to see her in concert back in July, and if you haven't yet, I highly recommend that experience because she is amazing. Yeah, just utterly fantastic. Um, Actually, we talked about the Lindsey Sterling Pokemon remix um, on our uh, Pokemon anime theme episode. Oh, she has done a Legend of Zelda remix as well. So yeah, Yeah, well, that was that was like one of our early yeah. like huge popular youtube successes mm-hmm. i think i saw her in 2013 when she came to first avenue and she actually played that yep oh wow that's, that's cool she did that at our concert as well it was really awesome yeah, it was yeah she she has like an amazing stage presence without seeming to like a celebrity know she does yeah. yeah i don't know it's, <laughs> she's so genuine about everything she does i really yeah. like Lindsay sterling um but yeah, I, I ended up buying the, the Pokemon song because it's just kind of an, an excuse. Because when we when we go through these episodes and um, you know we mention different albums that I have either not purchased yet or have never heard of, it's a really good chance for me to go through and actually buy them and listen to them and give them full justice. So. Right, that makes sense. Yep. Cool. So uh, Thomas, when you're typically listening to video game music, like what are your staples that you tend to go back to and listen to a lot? Um. Well, obviously, stuff from the Legend of Zelda series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You can't really go wrong with Final Fantasy X music. Uh, yeah, that's like a big hole in my um, video game. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Repertoire? Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. I just, I am vaguely familiar with the Final Fantasy music past six just because of the remix community, yeah. but I've never actually played the games, but it sounds lovely from what I've heard. Yeah. I just saw uh, Distant Worlds in Chicago over the summer. Mm. Uh, so That's that was, cool. That yeah. Pretty cool. I saw Umatsu in person 
Of course, I didn't get to like shake his hand or anything like that. Oh, but well, I saw him on stage, so that's pretty nice. Quick. That's incredible. Yeah, I probably the composer I'm most proud that I was able to see compose things live was uh, Russell Brower for that uh, World of Warcraft um, or Blizzard event they did before Video Games Live. Yeah. One year. That was super. Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten we've actually seen Russell Brower. Yeah, we almost got to meet him, but didn't him play. and Tommy Tallarico and Jack Wall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's super neat about the Distant Worlds concert. Um, the Final Fantasy music is one of the things I always wish I was more into than I am. But I mean, it's wonderful. It's just we don't have the connection to it. Right. right. We didn't grow up with them. And I think that's like a really important thing people have with it. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I guess we can we don't have a ton of music we've listened to this week. So we can go ahead and jump into our main topic here. Um, I'll say. So before we talk about the game or sorry, before we talk about the song, let's talk about the game and what we've all done with The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Uh, how were we all introduced to this? Thomas? Uh, I got it. I actually was introduced pretty late. Yep. Uh, I played it on a GameCube disc on the Wii. Mm-hmm. So uh, I bought it probably not more than like three years ago. Oh, like wow. actually, uh, The Legend of Zelda, I was. I think my first game was actually Spirit Tracks, which is very strange for someone my age. <laughs> it, it is. It's especially strange because. I, I feel like a lot of longtime Zelda fans kind of are down on that game. I, I think it's not, definitely not one of my favorites, not because I'd recommend to start. But that said, I'm kind of curious, what was your initial reaction to having that be your first? Actually, one of the things that drew me into the series was the music of Spirit Tracks. Like, yeah, it was oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, I don't know. It just, like, it was very memorable. So I was like, oh, well, let's take a look at some other games. And I think uh, I think maybe a little bit after that, you had Ocarina of Time 3DS uh, come out. So yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So then so you, you were really lucky because you came to it late. And so you have this massive backlog of legendary games to get through. I know. Sadly, I still haven't completed A Link to the Past yet. That's something Neither that I'm working I. on. But yeah. So how many have you been able to complete since Spirit Tracks? Like, have you just been catching up on the whole series? Pretty much. I, nice. I played Twilight Princess, played mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, um, first, Ocarina of Time. Uh, I've been working on Majora's Mask. I did Phantom Hourglass. Diminished Cap. And I've started the first two, but uh-huh. I oh, will admit I haven't completed them. I got uh-huh. stuck in one of the dungeons, and I got to the first pa- uh, palace in the second one and utterly failed. <laughs> yeah. Same I with me. I got to the there. first palace in that game and never touched it again. That's <laughs> one of the rare Zelda games I can't get into. But that, yeah, yeah, that's that's some work you put into it, man. Yeah. Like That's that's cool. Oh, oh and Link's Awake Beam. That one too. Oh yeah, oh, that was yeah. great. That's I love that game. That's well that um, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, that's Sorry. just really interesting. Like that is probably the like the newest fan of Zelda I've ever met, which is super interesting. Just this idea that someone came to Zelda, didn't at all grow up with it, and still absolutely loves it. It kind of speaks to that series. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, it's kind of sad because my childhood was interesting like i grew up with super mario quite a bit Mm -hmm. and like other games but there weren't 
There are many games that I was never exposed to, and one of those was Zelda, and really not a whole many, you know, a whole lot of other games. Maybe some uh-huh. of the obscure games, but not many other games beside that. Even, even though, like, I did play games a lot. Uh-huh. I, just, I don't know. It was that's weird. <laughs> yeah, outside the mainstream. That's, yeah. that's kind of cool. They, but yeah, like Steven said, the fun part of that is sometimes I miss out on series, and it's like, wow, now I can go back and experience for the first time. Um, yeah. That's a special experience not everyone else gets when they, you know, play everything as it's coming out. So that's neat. So what about Wind Waker? What, like, how was your first time through that game? What did you think of it compared to the other Zelda games? Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I know I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. You know, the end was like I really liked the end. Uh, yes. I was, even though it was a couple of years ago, I was kind of traumatized after uh, Ocarina of Time to go into the Earth Temple <laughs> with the Redeads. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That's <laughs> like, one thing you don't outgrow, the Redeads. <laughs> that, that was tough, even, you know, as a teenager doing that. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I will admit survival horror is not my type of game. Like I, I oh, yeah. much for that. <laughs> I'm I'm the same way. I've considered um, putting together like a, a survival horror game sort of special um, in which I boot up the game and then turn it off. <laughs> because that's about as far <laughs> as I really let's get. play series ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a super short, pithy version right. of what you normally get. Yeah, I'm that's yeah, funny. I can relate there. Um, you know, here's a question, and Brian, I want your opinion too. Right. Are the Redead scarier in Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker? I think Ocarina of Time because of the context they're in. Like, you know, Wind Waker ones have really crazy faces, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, crazy faces are pretty scary. I'll give them that. But yeah. in Ocarina of Time, it's this like shock of you going to the future and this place that used to be completely safe and pleasant is now full of zombies. Like, are these the zombies of the people that used to be walking around here? Like, mm-hmm. they're a bigger mystery, and I think a bigger um, a bigger shock from what you had before. I think because also, they... jumping on your back. That's yeah, a good point, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because if you think about it, they only appear in places where humans used to dwell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're in that tomb, the the royal family. Yeah, but, tombs. Yeah. People, you know, there are probably dead people in there, right? It's a tomb. <laughs> well, I mean, one would hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're for. Anyway, Walt well, hasn't been doing his job correctly, yeah. But our... our um, our exposure to Wind Waker was a little more traditional, mm. and yet we still started Zelda very late. It was um, our first Zelda game, yeah. It was our first. Oh. I mean, technically, we played Ocarina of Time before that. Yeah, but we were like, well, we you didn't can't like jump. It. This game is yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, we were young and stupid. The lack of an Abe to jump button kind of uh, <laughs> did it for us. Yeah. But then we went back and played Wind Waker. Um, the GameCube is really what kind of... It, it's the thing that started getting us into video games... Um, Ex- extremely, I guess that's a poor way of phrasing it, it but it's <laughs> the, the GameCube. Uh, let me try this again. The GameCube is the system that made us start paying attention to video games. Yes, that's we didn't just play the ones that came into our lives. We actively went out and played demos at mm. Toys R Us right. and, and looked, it up looked online, online for reviews and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wind Waker was caught up in the storm of the awesomeness of the GameCube. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I think part of the reason we liked it was because it was brighter and friendlier. Mm-hmm. It was more 
in our style, you know, Mario's and it looked more like Banjo Kazooie. It looked so more like more likely to play it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think and, the interesting thing is I never had the the change, like the shock of the graphic style, like everyone else did. Right. Yeah. Same so, with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, people have made a big deal about how it switched massively from the original feel, but since I was never exposed to just the single art style, mm-hmm. it was a different. Like I don't know, it was not a big deal for me. I guess <laughs> it makes yeah. it easier to accept, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, exactly. what's wrong? This is a beautiful art style. I don't know why everyone's freaking out. There was all no over rage town. about like this isn't what Zelda should be. I didn't have a concept of what Zelda should or shouldn't be, which is kind of a nice yeah. way of going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish but people all... looked at series like that more often, even if they're on yeah. fans. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. Uh, but I mean, art, regardless of the art style, we just fell in love with that game, yeah. played it for hours upon hours. Explored all the islands, all yeah. Seas. And that was another thing. People tend to complain about there's too much sailing in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, we just ate up the sailing. We yeah. would just sail from island. We wouldn't even use fast travel sometimes because we thought it was more fun to sail there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just loved that game. Um, and kind of like I mentioned before, it took years for me to really start to appreciate the music. Um, but boy, do I now appreciate the music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it. I remember the title screen in specific. I remember getting into it. It was like maybe five years ago or something. Uh, one day. It was definitely more like eight years oh, ago. Oh, you're just trying to distance yourself from this. <laughs> but I remember getting into it and you're like, this isn't a very good song. And I'm like, what? I think it's good. And you're like, no, uh, no, it's kind of annoying. I don't like the instruments. And I was like, okay. I mean, I wasn't adamant for it at that time, but I, I didn't know why you found it annoying. I thought it was a really good song. Coming back to it a, a few years later, and you hate yourself for holding that opinion, Stephen. You it's just... now my favorite Zelda song, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I had not I had not gained... At least you noticed a... it. Sometimes you have to hate something before you love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't been able to... Uh, find my taste for celtic music at yeah, that point stuck out that might have been part so of it. yeah i think that i mean it's similar to how like you used to think you wouldn't like a commie because it was too japanese um yeah it, now that's not i'm not being uh, racist i just <laughs> like the art style that much is a closer term oh yeah I, I just didn't much like the um the to the extremes they took all the angular lines but i don't know again i got better taste over years yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. So moving on to the song itself, as we've, you know, so brilliantly transitioned into here, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be going with the title theme. Thomas, we weren't able to find who this was composed by. Do you happen to know which composer worked on this song? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm going to pronounce this right. Uh, <laughs> it's Kenta Nagata. All right. Okay, it is Nagata. Awesome. Yeah. That's a Stephen guest, but we weren't positive. Okay, great. So, yeah, this is the title theme composed by that person. Antonagata. Antonagata, thank you. Um, and this is like now like a running joke. You can never pronounce the name. Hey, the I don't show. even have it written in front of me. I wasn't going to go on memory. Okay. Uh, and it is from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Oh, and if Enjoy. it's not obvious, it plays with the title. <laughs>
that was the title theme from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Um, Steven? You yeah. are a foolish child. I Man, was I, for so many reasons, this uh, the utmost of them. Um, <laughs> this is a beautiful song, and I wish that more of the music in the Wind Waker soundtrack sounded like it. That's um, a good point. The Wind Waker soundtrack kind of went all over the place. Like, it really tried to do a whole lot of different things, partially because from island to island, the um, the culture and, like, the environment would change so radically. Um that mm-hmm. it it would often have like a completely different style of music for each place you're in. Dragon Roost is nothing like Windfall, which is nothing like the uh, Great Great Haven. What is it? Forest Haven. Forest Haven. Oh, the, yeah. Um, you're thinking of the Great. Sea. So yeah, exactly. So this like Celtic style was almost pretty much reserved for this and the staff role. Well, there were elements of it all throughout the game, yeah. like some of the percussion from Dragon sure. Roost. The the fiddle or violin that the little Deku dudes yeah, play. Absolutely. But like just full blown bringing all the elements together. It, yeah, they, they had a lot of different cultural um, influences that, that came through. It wasn't like, I feel like something like Ocarina had a more, uh, it, it did a lot of variety too, but there was kind of more consistency to it in a way. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there are a bunch of super interesting elements about the song, but mm-hmm. before I just start rambling, Thomas, what are kind of what stands out to you about this song? Well, it's actually kind of interesting because I kind of grew up from a Swedish background, and it's got a similar beat to a Swedish polska. So mm-hmm. if you you know tapped out rhythm, you could kind of uh, feel more of a one-three type beat. Yeah, 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 like a you know one-two-three beat. So that's a good that's point. Kind of, I think yeah. that's kind of interesting in how they did that. That's a fairly rare type of uh, composition. It gives it a very lively, almost dance-like um, pacing to it. Um, yeah. A lot kind of cheerier and smaller than you would expect the title screen of a you know a great grand Zelda game. Like think about the the other games from the series past, like right. A Link to the Past was this... Bum, 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 that is it's a really good rendition. I need you to get an acapella bum, remix bum, of that. Yeah. Bum. And then you got, like, you know, um, Ocarina of Time, which is very mysterious and intimate. Focus. Yeah, and then you have Twilight Princess, which is very uh, mysterious but more epic.
And this is very welcoming, very inviting, very sunny, which matches what the title screen itself was. That this idea of it telling you this small, friendly tale rather than trying to invite you into this like epic fantasy adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was a great way to kick off the game. There's nothing to get you amped up, really. I mean, unless you think like this fiddle solo and start like rocking your head. Yeah, it's um. I mean, I've done that before, I agree, but... <laughs> You're air fiddling? Ultimately, it feels more like it's opening the door to a magical little realm for you to explore rather than, you know, a, a, a dangerous, perilous, and epic journey, mm-hmm. so... Well, I didn't really think about that, like, how each Zelda game, you have the title screen, and really they do an excellent job of telling you kind of the story, the feeling that you're going to mm-hmm. have inside that game, so I think that... That's actually pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, man, don't even get us started on Majora's Mask. That definitely let you know what you were in for. <laughs> oh, man, what was the title theme for that? Uh, I mean, it, I know the just demo the, movie they had. It was just like the pretty much just the theme of um, a skull kid brought it in from the from the demo, and then it was just this eerie silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, what a it crazy was, game. almost went with uh, what was the song from Majora's Mask that you were considering, Thomas? It was the Final Hours theme. Yeah. Man, that game is just full of interesting music. There's one thing that I noticed that I really want to say, and I don't know if anyone else has really noticed it a whole lot, but the Final Hours theme, you've got, you know, the minor key drops down. Mm -hmm. It's the same chord progression for the first few chords as Moonlight Sonata. Like, how cool is that? Really? I didn't know yeah. that. No, I had n- never noticed that at all. Yeah, I know. I, I noticed that. I'm like, wow, they were probably inspired by that. Like, that makes total sense. <laughs> I feel like Majora's Mask was secretly inspired by a lot of things. Like, it's such a an oddball game. Yeah, I love it, it is though. not. You're not going to get everything that it's trying to say one time through. There's a lot of hidden depth there. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I had a thought and then it left me. All right. <laughs> so, I'm just going go to stare ahead. awkwardly at you until you say it. So, Oh, hey, I remember. All this. right. There we go. Um, I, I was listening to uh, the title theme, obviously, before the show. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of had forgotten how simple it is. Like after the flute finishes its little bit at the beginning, then it kind of is swapped out for the fiddle. Uh-huh. And they just take turns one after another playing fairly simple melodies. And for the most part, the only other noticeable background element is just like that drum beat just going pum, 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 mm-hmm. pum, pum, pum for quite a while. It's like it's so sparse. And I think that's what originally I did not like about it. Um, it seemed dry to me back then, almost boring. But now that I don't know, maybe I've just listen to it enough maybe i've expanded my musical horizons but now i realize what a how charming and um musically adept that kind of that kind of proves the soundtrack to be you know what i mean like yeah, I, I do. yeah if it's going to be so simple and so memorable 
um, it shows a lot of talent seeping through. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's kind of the I've often heard musicians say the hardest thing to get down is the melody um, more than all the intricacies on top of that. And this is song is pretty much pure melody with just a little bit of backing. Uh, and yeah. if that can still be a strong song, then you've really done something special. It's one of those rare songs that I feel like could play in the game's universe. I could imagine one of the the children of the Deku tree playing this, you know, on a little tree branch or something. Mm-hmm. I love it when that happens. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, I can't think of his name, but like the Deku Sprout. That yeah. Makar, maybe? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, the tune that he plays when he's under the waterfall, it's, I, I never heard it again in the rest of the series. It's only that time that he ever plays it. That's interesting. It's been so long since I played the game, I can't remember what it is, but I remember really liking that bit. Yeah. Huh. I feel like there's a lot of, um, kind of like I said about Majora's Mask, there's a lot of little nuances and bits of depth you could dig up from the Wind Waker story. It calls back to Ocarina of Time in a, like a dozen interesting ways. Yeah, that's really what I like about the Zelda series in general is, like the song, it has a very simple and welcoming base to it, but yeah. there's a lot of meaning behind every little decision in it. It feels like instead of putting, it doesn't spread itself too thin, either with story or with music. Like, it packs a lot of punch for for keeping very simple concepts and archetypes. No, I, I mean, let's just look at the house theme, for example. Right. It's been in the series since Ocarina of Time? Yeah. Since, uh, or was, it, was it in uh, A Link of the Past? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a good question. I think but it was it's been there, been there for years, um, and it has never left my head. Like, it works <laughs> so well. It plays oh my in gosh, Hyrule Warriors every house. such a fantastic remix yeah. of that. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. I mean, How? it took me like, you know, 30 seconds into the song to realize, wait a minute, what Zelda song is this? Oh, <laughs> this is the house name. Um, it's just like the idea of using that for like a military march amp up for battle is genius and completely unexpected at the same time. Yeah, we really need to we need to talk about Hyrule Warriors at some point. I don't think we ever brought it up on the show before. No, I don't believe so. It's really interesting. But it's, musically, it's, yeah, musically, it's super interesting. Uh, mechanically, it's rather interesting, but still fun. <laughs> uh-huh. I, think, um, I think something else this song does well is, I mean, I believe this whole soundtrack was done either with very sparse live instruments or mostly MIDI. Um, yeah. And yeah. if this stuff is MIDI, I, they do a very good job of not making that noticeable or grading for instruments that could very easily be grading without live recordings. Oh, oh, I completely agree. It's really, I mean, they're soloing a fiddle. How do you MIDI that? I'm not quite sure what they did with that. It, yeah, it's it's great articulation, whatever they did for it. Mm-hmm. Both that and the flute. Um, do you either, you know what the instrument is at the very beginning playing the... Hmm. I can't quite place it, but I really love it. I mean, unless it's like a mandolin, I'm not positive. It sounds mandolin. We're gonna go with that. Like, that's the only thing that I can really think of that would match that pitch. It's definitely not a guitar. <laughs> no, I mean it's you know similar. It's a string instrument, but it's not a guitar. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go with mandolin. <laughs> okay. And you hear that along with the majority of this song 
in the um, ending credits as well, yeah. which is the only which is the only song in the game, perhaps the series that bests the title as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's really worth bringing that up because it's the same melody. It's played in the same way, but then it it gets it kind of rises up into something greater, um, into something more emotional and then brings in Ariel's theme. Um, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Um, so we, I'll, I should probably play that right now in editing because <laughs> it's again, add as my favorite Zelda song of all time. Um, so very special. Is thing. this all, all three of us? Would this be favorite Zelda title theme? Hmm. I assume I, you say it's like your favorite Zelda song ever. So I assume. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I really like, uh, the Ocarina of Time theme. Like, yes. I think that is very good, but I can't really say that one is really better than the other because they're very different songs, and yeah. I play them in totally different moods. And fitting for their own games, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I kind of want to say this is my favorite Zelda song. I'm kind of, in my mind, merging it with the credits, which is uh-huh. my true favorite Zelda song. Right. So it's almost like... If I was just to take pure title screen, I might go with Ocarina of Time. It's because I just so love that good. whole title sequence. The other thing that's great about Ocarina of Time's title is that its primary melody is played by an ocarina. So yeah, that's they, didn't, they couldn't really they couldn't. I mean, maybe the song is being conducted by a wind waker, but we don't they really don't know. know. You don't know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just realized like the Twilight Princess theme like had the wolf howling as well. Well, yes, at least sound effects. I don't know if it's in the, like yeah. the, you know on the soundtrack, but yeah, in the yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, other Zelda titles. Like, I don't think Skyward Sword had one. No, that was silent. It was, you're just like in the clouds. Yeah. And you yeah. go, and then you have the fairy fountain theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is an interesting way to open it, because that's like kind of the, the beginning of Zelda. Because um, chronologically, it's still the first game they made. Mm, and yeah. the story, which is interesting. You would know, I wouldn't, because <laughs> I never finished that game. Yeah, it is. So far, it is the beginning of the whole Legend of Zelda starts with that game. Like, it's what sets up the endless repetition of the hero and the... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, yeah. Yeah, really it's interesting. It's really crazy, too, because there's, like, a, a ancient civilization in Skyward Sword, and it's, like, the uh-huh. first game in the series, so they could even go back farther if they wanted to, the way that they set it up. I kind of doubt they would, but, like, yeah, because they're in the clouds because the world was destroyed, basically, and they had to rise up out of it. So, like, what was the world before that? They still haven't done There could be a whole different Zelda I mean, that series. That could be what they're doing with the newest game. We don't know yet. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that kind of giant, pristine world with technology we've never seen before. Yeah. Perhaps that technology was destroyed and they had to move to the clouds. Who knows? Well, I mean, yeah. Nintendo, but they're probably not going to tell us. I don't think they know, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain what they do is their designers say, hey, this would be fun gameplay, and they put story around that, and then they hire people to make books to try to sort everything out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they, they do wing it to an extent, but that makes for a fun story. Mm-hmm. I'll say, yeah. And it, it's a very fun story. It's a very fun world, and that's one of the things I love about Wind Waker is that it just embraces the pure fun and joy of Zelda. It doesn't try to be particularly scary or epic um but it it embraces a completely different side of the world that 
to this day is persisting. They keep making games in that art style, and Toon Link keeps coming back in Super Smash Bros. And I am a big fan. I just love it. Yeah. So that that probably uh, wraps up anything I have to say on the song. Any last thoughts you guys want to put out there? Um, I don't know. I think I've said enough and too much. All right. Cool. Oh, all right. Just something popped up in my feed over here that got me very randomly excited, um, which is apparently Super Smash Bros. is adding eight-player battles. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's just like, I don't know if it's online only or what. Um, that's a big deal. Apparently, they they uh, are going to talk about 50 new features in a live stream soon. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Man, there will... There'll, there will be nothing left to discover. For example, Mewtwo DLC. Whoa! And, what? And a stage creator. And I think a board game mode, because that was leaked in an Amazon. No thing. spoilers, so, Brian. No more spoilers. I don't think DLC can be spoiled, Stephen, but oh. I will stop. <laughs> I don't want to know what I'm buying. Just take my money. Oh, la, la, la. Yeah, exactly. I don't, and that's, I'm, like, nothing to do with their show, but I pretty much mention any Super Cash Bros. news when I hear it. So, it's like yeah, reflex. That's- that is fair enough. I think that the Venn diagram supports your. Yeah, decision. I think we have enough listeners who are interested, but I just thought that was super neat and wanted to share it. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, Thomas, anything else you wanted to bring up about the song that we missed? Mm, can't think of any. Well, OK, how about this? What about your favorite remix of that song? Ooh, <gasps> I know that. Yeah, I know that. I I um, and guess who's involved? Who? Oh, Jake Kaufman. Oh, are you talking about the the uh, the, the like the rock one he did with? Um, yeah. Was it um, Snapple Man? It's or something. I think it was Snapple Man and Vert, and they 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 formed together to call themselves Prenus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an OC remix release. It's called um, Full Mast, and it begins with this title screen. Um, it just sounds very innocent and exactly like it does in the game. And then it launches into this insane, pumped up, metal, exuberant, or- orchestral hit style remix that is just, yeah, I-, I recommend listening to it. <laughs> That's my favorite remix. That might be my favorite as well, but one that actually I think you sent me a long time ago, Stephen, and maybe was what originally started your really enjoying the song is this guy named Freddy25 on YouTube released a Wind Waker Unplugged remix, which is basically him using a bunch of different kind of acoustic instruments to play the song. So he's like an accordion, a couple of acoustic guitars, like a recorder, a drum, 
glasses with hitting glasses with spoons and his own voice and he does a really really good rendition of it contribution what about you thomas well i definitely have to agree uh those are very good choices i would have to say my absolute favorite one would be the mario and zelda big band live oh yeah cover of that I've never been able to listen to that album, but that sounds fantastic. Yeah. It, it was a live performance, I'm assuming, in Japan. And, you know, just great. They went into, like, a sort of a... Uh, I'm thinking of the word right now. Uh, but they made up their own little section of it. Improv. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm listening to that now, actually, on, on YouTube. And, yeah, it's like seven minutes. And just hearing... <laughs> live fiddle and some of the stuff being used it's i'm already loving this it's super it's cool. funny because like mario is a just such a natural pick for a big band it's not a big band yet uh it's, also oh, it's not actually a big band. Uh, oh it's just a live rendition of it yeah with a lot of different instruments and so on so i was under the false impression that that album actually had big band music it has some but it's not all big band it's oh well part of my ignorance that sounds awesome yeah it is a lot of different stuff so I thought that, too, when I first heard about it, but I started listening to something. Okay. And it's very... Gotcha. Well, wow. It's kind of interesting that we all had three separate awesome remixes of the song. I didn't realize there was so much <laughs> out there. It's just that good. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that will uh, about conclude our show, then. If you want to find this song, Stephen, are you aware of where, like, where this is available? I don't know if the Wind Waker soundtrack <laughs> is easy to come by. Um... It is not particularly difficult, as far as I know. Right. You're not going to be able to, like, buy it from Nintendo. But yeah. I'm pretty sure you could find a decently priced uh, copy of the soundtrack. I don't know. Go to go to VGMDB and look it up. <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and, yeah, so 
Before we sign off here, Thomas, anywhere you want people to find you or your event on social media or the interwebs? Yeah, so we are on Twitter and Facebook, and then we also have a uh, website. You can find us at GamersRapsody.com, or if you don't want to type in a couple more characters, you can do GamersRap.com, but just make sure you include the H in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the H, so it's like Rhapsody, not Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I am excited about that and kind of wish I knew about it earlier so I could try to make travel plans and all that because that sounds like a yeah. super neat event. I hope. Is this the first time you're doing it? This is our first time. So we're pretty Great. excited. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. It's really cool that you got so many amazing people for the first time out. Yeah. That, that show, that's a good sign as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine all the work and uh, preparation that's gone into that. So I definitely wish yeah. you the best. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, De- definitely. Good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll see you there someday. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be. Uh, yeah. And if you people want to write into this show, you can at trainstation8 at gmail.com. Or we are also on Twitter and Facebook as trainstation8. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lord Meldor. Uh, that's M-E-L-D-O-R-R. Or follow Stephen at Stephen Kelly 180. Train Station 8 is a part of the Whales or Whales Network, where you can find other awesome shows like this with other awesome people like us. Um, check it out at whalesorwhales.com. And that's all we have, Stephen. So thank you for joining us. As always, thank you, Stephen. Uh, yeah, no problem. I was happy to be here. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next week, say goodbye to the Monkey Porter. Thank you.